Just look at this studio filled with fabulous prizes. Ooh. All waiting to be won on Score North's... Pick your prize! Behind door number one is a $10,000 gift card to Chanhassen Dinner Theaters for shows, concerts, food, and beverage. Ooh. Door number two has $10,000 in home improvements for your kitchen, bathroom, windows, and more from Minnesota Rusco and Companies. Ah. And behind door number three, LASIK eye procedure from Dr. Lovanoff at Ovo LASIK and Lens. And a fantastic vacation. No surprise zoinks. What you want, you pick. 14 prizes in all, each valued at $10,000. Sign up for Score North's Pick Your Prize. You can register daily through the Score North app or go to scorenorth.com keyword prize. Sweepstakes begins March 18th. Special thanks to our prize partners. The Meadows at Mystic Lake has modified its golf policies to follow the COVID-19 public health recommendations and welcomes you to play this award-winning public golf course. It offers a unique, challenging, and scenic golf experience. The Meadows at Mystic Lake is a full-service golfing destination, enhanced by nearby food and entertainment, including the Meadows Bar and Grill and Mystic Lake Casino Hotel. It's never too early to book a tea time or shop the pro shop. Stop in or visit GolfTheMeadows.com. That's GolfTheMeadows.com. Owned and operated by Shakopee Midwakanton Sioux Community. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Indeed it is. Patrick, what is going on today? How are you doing? Uh, I'm uh, doing pretty dang good. What? Uh, uh, you know, I got a bad neck, but I don't think the public wants to hear about that. I, I think maybe sympathy pains. Rocko my call. I think maybe sympathy pains for some of the injuries. Is Rocky, uh, Rocco a daddy yet or not? We don't know. What's the yes. Hell? Yes. 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 Oh, yes. All okay. Right. Good. Congratulations. All right. What did we get? A girl? Uh, yeah. A girl. Uh, <laughs> I Louisa? think we already knew it was a, a girl. baby to be named later. Yeah. So a ba- baby to be named later in a trade mm-hmm. with someone. Uh, uh, she's going to, you know, she might be fully healthy and ready to go home and tomorrow, but Rocco's going to wait a couple more days <laughs> to put her back in the lineup. The kid's like, can I come home yet? <laughs> no, 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 not yet. Looks no, like not uh, yet. Yeah. Louisa Sunny Baldelli, born at 3.44 a.m. I wonder what the Sunny connection okay. is. There must be some family thing there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, good for him. Good for him. It took a while because... Uh, he, he and her were together for like 10 years before the nuptials, right? Yeah. Well, Ten, yeah. Long time, long time. Yes. That's okay. They were. <laughs> As, uh, I think that's kind of fun that uh, Bill Evers is getting a chance because he's he's walking away. To, it's a uh, great story. What a ba- I, I didn't yeah. know what a baseball lifer he was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I talked to him a couple of times. He's a very low-key old time. But he is one thing that hasn't uh, uh, gotten as much play about him. He was Tampa's Latin American expert for a long time. He okay. was the guy that, you know, would go down there and see who could play when they had their Latin American guys. And they they had a nice little run of Latin American players when he was running that. Hmm. And it's, you know, it's it's, it's kind of funny that I, I don't think they were in any way just, he just got sick of the minor leagues and, the, and that scouting and right. wanted to get in uniform a little bit. And of course, it helps him get more of a pension too when he's, uh, you know, retiring here. So, good old boy though, and uh, loved his ball. We had a little bit of a, a mistake in our bio on him on Sunday. He said he played for the Yankees for four years. He never played in the big leagues, but he. Yeah, the story was right though. He played. Yeah, yeah, he played. In, uh, the bio somebody, ended up being wrong. Somebody who wrote right. the. Uh, yeah, those. Uh, I can, I gotta say, as a as a member of the staff, the. Uh, 
the uh, the this remote uh, desk uh, operation is not all it's bragged up to be. It's still remote now. Yeah, they're, they're not in. back downtown yet. I've been in three, four times in the last two weeks. I was going to say, come on, come on back. It's the, okay. Me and the Ripper and two, three other guys. Lilax is in there a lot. There's about four or five you know, guys. Put the mask on, perhaps, but uh, yeah, come on yeah, back downtown. We, yeah, we, we need people downtown. We do. We definitely need people downtown. So, what's funny is the 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 on our floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, in our building, on that side of the building, there's a barber shop downstairs, and that stayed open through the whole thing somehow. They must have some really? regular customers, yeah. Good for them. They got four or five chairs in there, and these guys are going. I've, I got, I got this fine haircut there. I've been getting my haircut there lately. And the guy goes, zoop, zoop, zoop. So you're supporting you downtown. See, and they give you a senior discount too. So, you know, the thing about, yeah. you know, what I've discovered about the senior discount. What's that? When you're 75, nobody ever asks you anymore. If you're, they just give it to you automatically. They don't ask you anymore. They're, I didn't get carded last <laughs> night, and the guy I was with did, and it's very depressing. <laughs> I whipped out my ID, like you want to see mine. They're like, for, no, for, no, <laughs> you're fine. No, yeah, right. see all that gray. Yes, that's that is true. So, uh, Vikings, yes, sir. Give me your insights. Uh, I here's my insight. Here's okay, my you ex, go first. here's my expectation. Royce the yes. Here's my expectation. You had about three weeks of tr- of training camp run up where everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Mm-hmm. But the last week have been fairly calm, right? The last yeah. week or so, and they they got their team, and now they get to go play Cincinnati. Yep. And assuming that you know that. We don't run into uh, this guy, close contact, Uh idiocy. Uh, They're going to beat Cincinnati by two touchdowns, and the ship will be righted, and they're going to be pretty good. That's my expectation. I think you're right on. I think they're going to win that game. Yes. Uh Yes. Um, And I think they're going to. And they still got Detroit and the Bears. Yep, and they just split with it. They got a good chance to split with the Packers. So you're five and one in your division. They're four and two at the worst. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think that you know the things have calmed down after the chaos. Now, Greg Joseph could give us some fun. Yeah, by missing a couple of field goals and get Zimmy all uh, excited again. And uh, who's the kicker? Who's the punter we brought in? By the way, uh, Australian guy from the oh, Steelers. There's Jordan Berry, who was. Uh, Australian, but he was he, never in camp. They they claimed him on waivers. Yep, then, right? he got waived by Pittsburgh two consecutive years. They brought him. Pittsburgh brought him back last year. Okay, but they drafted a punter. Didn't we have a thirty-year-old Australian already in camp? Uh, they, not what this, was the other guy? I thought we had no. A, just uh, oh, that's the Gophers had an old, yeah. old Australian. Now the Vikings did have an Australian when they signed that. Uh, it was Darren Bennett who had punted for the Chargers years ago. This yes. is years ago, but yes. Yeah, so th- this is their second go around with an Aussie punter. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think Coke quit play paid the. Uh, they figured he wasn't that good and he wouldn't get vaccinated. Yes. So the hell with him. There's a yes. I think there's a right. lot of even though some coaches have let the cat out of the bag and then had to, and then had to retreat like Belichick and uh, who was the Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer Urban, basically yeah. said, "I'm getting rid of him if they, you know, if they, but there's. Uh, you know, if you're looking for a class action lawsuit, the two guys who are the same, if you got the shot, you're staying and the other guy's gone. Absolutely. And I don't blame him. Just don't say it. Right. You know, so 
Right, but if you're not a star player, no, and you're up against a guy, you no. got you got no shit. You know what it is? That part of football is the what do we got? We got our uh, we got our starting elevens, mm-hmm. and then we got two extra offensive linemen, an extra receiver. Uh, quarterback has to be a decent backup. So you got 15 guys in offense and 15, 17 guys on defense. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't in those 32, you're an NHL player who's not on one of the top three lines or one of the top two defensive pairs. If you do anything to pee them off, you're gone. And there's a there's another exact replica of you yep. playing at Iowa or someplace. There's There's... I've always said in the NHL, there's ten-year-old veteran, ten-year veterans who only who are no better than other ten-year-old veterans in the AHL, but they stayed because they coach liked them. They didn't make anybody mad. Yep. They didn't give up too many cheap goals. You know, there's there's that in the NHL. You got to say there's. There's 20 guys on this team that are replaceable in five seconds. Well, and if you're a specialist, I mean, Zim yeah. is itching to cut you anyway. Yeah, to show, show Zim, him a sign. Zim wakes up and says, what punter or <laughs> kicker can I cut today? Yeah, but wait till Vikingville if if they miss a field goal because it's dropped by the— Oh, I'll, it's I'll be all over that the, one. If it's dropped by the—is they gonna? Is this guy going to be the— He's the uh, holder, yeah. He's the holder. He's a longtime holder in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay, so he's an experienced But holder. you never know. There could be—I I mean, mm-hmm. if, if there's a screw-up— if, if he gives him the— if he gives them the strings to kick, man, uh, they're going to be in trouble, right? They brought Colquitt in here two or three years ago now, largely because he's he was a, a really good, good holder. holder. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a that's the family business there. So uh, exactly, what, his, was his dad a punter, and then two uh, his of the dad sons? was a punter, and then the, two of the and then sons, his brother right? actually his brother actually replaced the this Barry guy who's with the Vikings now in Pittsburgh last year for like four weeks. Oh, really? And then they cut him, yeah. Dustin. Yeah, Dustin Colquitt, Britton Colquitt, and then yeah, I think the old. You know man what would be? And I'm sure this story's been done by some outlets though, but I'm fascinated. By this, the people whose job is to go to kicking tryouts in the NFL, you know, but there's 20 guys, Yeah, there's what, 15 or 20 of them that every time somebody gets mad at a kicker, yep. it, I wonder, do they call... Is there a hotline that they call? They're just all waiting in one room <laughs> and send them out. Line? It's like a clown <laughs> car. It's a punting it's, clown yeah, car. I mean, is it punting and but kicking? Uh, yeah, even more so kicking. Yeah, you know, the, those place kicker guys who just, you know, Kai Forbath. He shows up and gets himself three more years, and then and he's gone. He's looking again, right? Mm-hmm. He's not anywhere. I right? don't think he is. Yeah, he's bounced. He bounced He'll around someplace this year without a job for a while. That was a weird one too. It's really different. You know, it used to be in a, when in the 60s, let's say, maybe even into the 70s. In the 50s, as a kid in Fulda, Minnesota, I could tell you who the six goaltenders were in the NHL. You know, who, you know, Terry Sawcheck and, uh, right. you know, Glenn Hall. Glenn Hall, all the guys. I, I couldn't Tom. name them. They were the same guy. Yep. And I, I could tell you who the NFL kickers were. You know, yep. who the, the the same yeah. 12 years, Freddie Cox was, they all were 12-year kickers. Because if they made 
Sixty-five percent of them. Yes. From thirty-five yards. Yes. Nobody's nobody ever got in trouble for missing a forty-eight yarder back then. Did Bud try those? <laughs> yeah, not too often. I was going to have to be really desperate to make Freddie kick one of those. Right. That's that kind of that to me kind of ruined the game when they let they should make sideways kicking illegal. They should make them go out there and kick it in their, with their toes. Toes? I love That's the toes. Right. Yep. Yeah, the toes. Who, who was the guy? Was it uh, Dempsey from the he Saints? He cheated. He only had a half a foot. He, yeah, but, they, but that boot. Yeah, well, yeah. That boot was incredible. And who knows what he had in there. Huh. He might have had the the front of his shoe might have been the first titanium in sports. Yeah, it looked know? like it could have been. <laughs> yeah, right. Because he kicked it way up in I the remember air. as a kid, I thought to Look myself, how Freddy. did he get his foot in that shoe? I didn't realize he only had half foot time. Freddie, God love him. We all love Freddie. Uh, but look up his oh, yeah, kicking it's, percentage. It's, it's remarkable. Unbelievable. That, that and, and picks, Pat. And interceptions. Interceptions. Yes. Is the incredible. biggest change is Fran, Hall of Fame, greatest quarterback ever. He threw 32 his last year, I think. Was it 32? Hold on a second here. Hold on. I'm looking up Fred Cox first for you. Percentage, field goal percentage, 62% for his career. His sixty-two percent for career. His last, his last year, forty-seven point one. He was, he made eight of seventeen. <laughs> his long was four. He actually, you know what? Did he make a few? In nineteen seventy-five, his long was fifty-two. Really? Wow. And in nineteen sixty-five, he hit, he hit from fifty-three. Really? Okay. Yeah. It, it, I suppose it depended on the wind back then if they let him kick or not. Jeez, yeah. at the Met though. But that, you got to think the other thing is there. They're they're starting early in November. They're kicking on dirt. Yes, you know for yep. kicking it out of a dirt pile and sometimes out of a mud pile and stuff like that. Do you ever see the field for the uh, one of the the Rams game? The uh, no 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 one of Namus great victories mm-hmm. with the Jets, Shea Stadium. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't ask. Two high school teams to play on this field, you know. It's just—I mean, it was just the infield was still there. It's it's November, and the infield is still there, and there's no grass anywhere, and it's just this ragged thing in in Shea uh, Stadium. It's uh, it, it it's amazing what they what they play on now, and people say, ah, I don't know about this turf. I can tell you that uh, there's no turf more dangerous than than now, now that they have now that they know how to make turf now right. that it's not carpet on top of cement, which must have been the worst to play on. Oh God, yes. the Metrodome when it opened, I mean that you're right, it was cement. Well, you think about uh, a guy like Earl Campbell when you yeah. know yep. with the Houston running forty times a game on that carpet down in the Astrodome, which was just a rock-hard surface. You're right on Tarkington. His last year in 78, he threw 32 picks. 25 touchdowns and 32 picks. Unbelievable. 32 interceptions. I gotta look this up. I think I could do it. That could be a Cousins. There's a... There's He got... He was getting booed because they wanted Kramer. Mm-hmm. And he came out with a story. He sat out and did an interview with his guys, you know. I don't know who was there, Sydney or Clovey or Clovey might have written it. I don't know, but about there's no appreciation for the for the old guys in this town. There's no there's no appreciation for what you've done, 
if you're a veteran. And he basically just disemboweled the fans for booing him. And it was like this cry for sympathy. Because I remember I was writing, uh, I don't think I was writing columns yet in St. Paul, but I was writing a Sunday thing. Mm-hmm. And and I wrote a column about, oh, there's no appreciation for, and this was 50 years ago, and I wrote a column about there's no appreciation for an old prep writer or something like that. They, you know, there's no, no appreciation in this town for that. I did some satirical thing. But it was... Uh, well, it was in the St. Paul paper, so Ralphie must have gotten in on it too. It must—I think he must have called his uh, his guys, called his minions together to uh, to to do this thing. That you know, there's no appreciation for the old. Did guys fans now. get madder about it, or did they not care? You remember? Mm, I don't. I can't remember. I, I mean, it, it was all letters then. You, you know, there's no right. no Twitter or any. Yeah, obviously there's. It was a mere 30 years before Twitter. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It was hard to say. I'm sure that they, they, we got some letters, but I, I can't remember. what. But I think most people felt chagrined. You know, we were back. We were back then. We were, oh, yeah, we should be nicer, you know, <laughs> probably. I don't know. He probably got a big, robust hand when he uh, when he came in the next time. But people were, yeah, I, I'm going to have to find out what date that was. Sometime in 78, might have been early November, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. And Kramer had led the big comeback, though, in 77, right, against San Francisco? Yes. When Fran was out mm-hmm. with, what, the broken leg, I think? There was one game there, and he he was leading. It was that He was leading the comeback against somebody, and then he got hit, didn't he? And he, he got all twitchy. You know, he got hmm. he was like, took some kind of a blow. Oh, okay. And was twitchy, and that's when either Max McGee either saw it on TV on a highlight or they were playing the Packers. And Max McGee owned Chi-Chi's, you know. Oh, out, out You're there. talking about Kramer, okay. And Maximilian. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Kramer. Yeah, no, Twitchy and, and it was Max, the Rams. Max, Max, but Max McGee yeah. was doing the Packer game. Okay. And they saw it. You know, they were showing highlights. Maybe this was later after Tommy had already started playing. I don't know when it was, but Max McGee's greatest quote ever. Boy, I hope he's not hurt bad. He's my best customer. <laughs> He's my best customer. We <laughs> need the the bar. Oh, oh yeah, the four ninety four strip. Tommy supported Tommy it. Was that, he's my best. That's customer. one of my greatest regrets of not being of age back that back then is that four ninety four strip. One of the best columns I ever wrote was real early. I got a hold of McGee, and McGee talking about the first Super Bowl and how he's sitting there hungover because he's not going to play because they got Carol Dale and Dollar and. And then he got a third. He was like the fourth receiver, you know, and he was a veteran and he'd been out the night before raising hell. And, you know, he was sitting on the, on the sidelines with the, you know, towel over his head because the sun was, <laughs> you know, he wasn't even watching a game. Right. He was sitting there hung over and all of a sudden they say, McGee, and I can't remember. I think it was a dollar got hurt. McGee, and that's, I mean, he ended up being the MVP of the game. He caught like three. He made that catch behind him and everything like that. And there's a guy. I still resent him for his death because he fell off a roof yep. shoveling the snow. In Excelsior, I think. He had more money than two-thirds of the world. Yep. And he didn't hire somebody to shovel his own roof, and he fell off the roof. But what a great guy he was. Man, he was funny. He was, and extremely successful. Mm-hmm. He started with those left guards with uh, in 
in, you know, Jerry Kramer was his partner, right? He and Jerry Kramer, he started yeah. with those left guards. And they, that place in Bloomington was originally a left guard. And then they changed it to Chi-Chi's and Maximilian's. It was a disco and then and, and, Chi-Chi's and was a, when the Mexican restaurant thing hit, you know, big. There was one over on uh, St. Anthony, Maine when it first opened. Guadalajara's, you couldn't get in there. Really? And th- this is the truth of the situation. I was married by then, so I wasn't into this. But uh, the uh, the young males who were looking for companionship in the Twin Cities, young, untrustworthy males, would love taking young single women. Uh-huh to Mexican restaurants because they could get a couple margaritas, margaritas. in them. Yep. You know, it's a, you, you can't get a a gal to loosen her morals drinking beer. Correct. You know, or even slow gin or gin and tonics. Right. But the, but the margaritas. Two margaritas yep. and, uh, you know, there's uh, it was, they, they were extremely popular. <laughs> the, 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 the line for those things was, uh, uh, you know, Couples introducing themselves to each other, and uh, you know. So, so it was the left guard in here in Green Bay. Oh, they were all over Wisconsin. Okay, there were quite a few of them in Wisconsin. The left guard. Okay, I mean, percentage wise, Packers hugely pop. You were over there, yeah. Percentage wise, <laughs> and drinking hugely. I mean, popular. you were over there for three years, and the Favre era. I mean, amazingly popular, still amazingly popular, but percentage-wise of the Wisconsin population, nothing compares with the Lombardi era and how sainted the Packers were then. I mean, it was unbelievable. It mm-hmm. was, you know, title town USA, baby. It was all, the whole town was dedicated to the Packers. And that's back when, when those in the journalism world didn't dig for anything. Like, like you weren't looking for dirt. No, you but know. it was also when Vince was in the phone book. Yeah, if you wanted to, if you wanted to complain, if you were a Packer fan and you want to complain about Vince, you call Vince. At I home. saw Great Football Life. It was a two-part series on Vince about a year ago or so, and it's really interesting how to- yes. how tortured he was by life and football, and mm-hmm. then the whole, whole thing to go to Washington. Yeah. And he died shortly after that. It's a really interesting background thing. Oh, it is. He was, uh, because the Nebraska Cornhuskers proudly slayed the Fordham Rams this weekend, uh, taking the heat off Scott Frost because they beat Fordham badly. Uh, It stuck in my head. Seven blocks of granite, Fordham. Well, Lombardi was one of the seven blocks of granite before World War II. With Fordham, they they played a real schedule, you know. Mm-hmm. They were the kings of New York football. Well, college football, well, they were also probably, it was them and Columbia. But but uh, but uh, that's how far back Vince goes. He was, a, he was one of the seven. And then he was an assistant and I think he was for the a, Giants. The seven blocks of granite, I think that might have been Grantland Rice, the seven blocks okay. of granite. Yeah, that makes sense. He was a 185-pound lineman. Jeez. He was one of the seven blocks of granite. Because he wasn't that big a guy. No, he wasn't. Sid, he's, but Sid, you know, he's another guy. Sid could call up at home and BS with him, you know. He was, uh, it's, it, 
But uh, that would have been a tough. That would have been a tough uh, slog over there if he decided to say time has passed Vince by or something like that. He, he won, right? He quit after the second Super Bowl. Right? Yes. Yeah, because yeah. he took the Washington job because he was having a, I think he had a bit of a falling out with people in Green Bay. Yeah, probably the, the Packers people. Him. And they, well, they gave him more control. I think he was a pre, he was a coach and president of football operations yes. in Washington. I don't think he could get the president title in Green Bay. Well, he, he died of colon cancer. And one reason B, he was having problems and he, he once told somebody, somebody said, oh, you got to go get a colonoscopy. And he said, nobody's sticking something up my rear end. Yeah, well, so, back back then it was probably yeah, more yeah. popular to draw yeah, a line, yeah, in, the to draw a line in the sand on that one. So Bud, well, so, I think he was in mid-50s, right? He yeah, was, he wasn't that old. Yeah. So right. Bud and Vin, did Bud and Vince get along at all or no? Do you remember? Well, Bud was, did he ever play him? Well, Bud came oh, Bud, in 67, yeah. 67, yeah. yeah. Bud beat him. Okay. I said, no, well, no, Vince beat him. Like the 60, I mean, uh, Norm beat him in 62 or 3. I mean, mm-hmm. a big upset. That was one of the Packers' first big wins, 63 maybe. Beat him one. Surprised the hell out of us. But, uh, yeah, I don't know how Bud did with him. He probably tied him once. That one, you know, Bud's first year, 3-8 and 3. That's incredible. Tie one for Bud. That used to be our battle cry. Tie one for Bud. That is absolutely incredible. Three ties in a season. Hey, so I was watching a documentary last night on NBA Network. Have, have you seen the, it's like an hour and a half documentary on the Dream Team, which I think you covered. I did cover it. Uh, I guess it's good, though. I it's great know. stuff. But yeah. stuff about Barkley, how how they, they basically said, stay in your hotel, don't go out. There's two. Yeah. Barkley, screw you. Yeah, well, and he went out every night. Well, they took him to Monte Carlo. Yeah, they've got the whole they, thing about that. They took him. What the hell? You got these Rich, young, on the make guys, and your your final your final warm up before you go to Barcelona is to take them to Monte Carlo, in the you know, which is the gambling, drinking. Chasing, they probably agree. They probably to- they probably told Jordan. Because I, I guess Jordan didn't want to play at first. Yes. For they were going, okay, we'll they go probably to told Carlo. Jordan, look, we'll give into every vice you got. Mm-hmm. I told you the the one of the highlights of my life was being with the dream team in uh, in uh, uh, the, the, in San Diego, and the uh, they were at the Sheraton on Torrey Pines, uh-huh. and he was across the hall from me. Now. Mike came out of my room one day, and he's coming out. Now, his room appeared to have less doors. Than, it appeared to have more room behind the doors than mine. <laughs> yeah. You know, he wasn't staying in the same room. Yep. But he was, uh, he was, this was, they, they'd scrimmage that day and played that day. and uh, But he appeared that he was going out for the evening. He looked, he had a very nice suit on and uh, looked, looked like he was going out for the evening. But what a... Uh, that was a that was a great experience, man. Because I already I've told you about you know getting Charles for Silas McKinney and Charles for forty five minutes at the bar. Then I didn't say a word. I just sat there and listened to him tell stories about Alabama and the various or offers that Charles <laughs> was fielding before he made his college decision. Oh. And, and Charles just telling stories and and uh, you know I told I but. 
Brian McIntyre was the NBA PR guy. Yep. I told you this story. And, and Charles is leaving, and the guy comes over and says, blah, blah, talks to him, this civilian. And, and there's a guy over, a 25-year-old guy over in a wheelchair who was birth defects, you know, really, really badly, uh, you know, treated by uh, that. And he, you know, and so he asked Charles to come over and say hello to the kid. Charles sat down and talked to the kid for a half hour. Really? Yeah. And I told that story to McIntyre, and McIntyre's the best guy we got. Best guy we got for people. Mm-hmm. We're dealing with yeah, people. they said it was that they said that. He was yeah. great. Now now if you come up to him and threaten him like the guy in Milwaukee yeah, did, you're yeah. gonna end up bleeding laying on the floor in the in the skyway. But uh, What a character though. Oh God. Yes, he he's I mean he's still great, but he is, yeah. He is he's uh uh yeah, yes. Did I is he leaving? Is he leaving TNT? I don't think so. I, okay. I thought that I read some, maybe doing less of it or something. I don't know. Well, that's a possibility. Yeah, so, I don't think he's leaving. No. I mean, my God, if he leaves, you it's not going to be the same with just uh, Shaq and he got, Kenny and Ernie. He but, got one of the times he got married was on the Thursday before the All Star game in Houston. So he gets married on Thursday somewhere, and now they're having the the NBA is the was the greatest for access. They had a two-hour cocktail party, like from four to six, that was mandatory for all the players to come down and mingle with the writers, you know. And all these old NBA writers, this is early, late 80s, they they loved covering the NBA because it was just, the access was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, they, and they were the same, they were the same guys year after year. And, right. But Charles shows up. He's just got married, and he shows up, and he's down there BSing, and and then uh, then at halftime, then he, I think he might have been the MVP. No, maybe maybe that was, I can't remember who the MVP was, but he had a big game. But he's he says to Phil Jasner from Philadelphia, who covered the, he was he wasn't with Philadelphia then, I don't think, but Phoenix, but but Jasner, and he, yeah. you know, but he says to Jasner, he says, was that. Was my wife still out there? And he said, yeah. He says, damn, she was supposed to leave at halftime. I was going to go to the gentleman's club tonight. <laughs> he said, there's like 20 reporters around. He says, and he didn't describe it as the gentleman's club. No, I'm sure he didn't. He didn't. He had a different different word for it. But, uh, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the NBA then with, you know, fewer teams and. Fewer stars was, a, I guess it was, a, I never covered it as a beat, but I guess it was great. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was, it really was culty. It, you know, NHL writers were the same. I mean, NHL writers probably still more of a cult than, mm-hmm. than uh, you know, the NBA. They get people coming in and out and there's so many teams. Yeah, because it, it's so big now. Mm-hmm. But the, it is funny how uh, sports writing was... My first, you know, I started covering the World Series in 74 and covered 24. and Same guys. <laughs> same guys from, you know, I'd sit next to the, they they assigned you by uh, chapter and they moved it around alphabetically so your seat got better each year and then it got worse. And But I'd sit next to the same guys for, 
years, you know, mm-hmm. and and you, you'd see this same beat writers and, you know, and now beat writers change every two, three years. I was going to say now it's, yeah, and you, never and you got two beat writers it. on a lot and of And I'm not speeches. complaining. I'm just saying that that's the way the, the newspaper game is and people are leaving and going to the athletic and going to ESPN and coming back and, and going to various websites. And it's, it's but back then it was, you know, until the mid nineties, it was newspapers. Yes, that was it. Yep, that's all you had because there was no, uh, you know, the no, World Series no was all, all the papers too, right? Yes, for yeah, the most everybody part, everybody covered it. Yeah, we won't. Now it's got to be down. This will be the. This will have to be the tenth, eleventh year in a row we haven't covered the World Series. Yeah, you know, and I don't blame them. Hell, the games get over at eleven forty-five, and mm-hmm. trying to make the paper, and you know, and the ratings are not good, and all that good stuff. So, I said this the other day. That I, I was just realizing, I got up Sunday morning, and I was reading the paper, and the Twins. I looked to see what time the Twins on, and I realized I have never had less interest in monitoring a Twins game in my life. Really? <laughs> than right now. You know, for that, so like for that moment. I mean, I know at that moment, okay, not okay. the whole season. I mean, at that okay. moment. All right, so this was a single. Okay. So then I, I looked you. it up and see to see how many days it had been since my dad and I went to the first ever game at Met Stadium. And it was 21,700 and some days. And I said, I, I realized in 21,700 days, I'm 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 never going to be less interested in checking what the twin score is than I am and today because I don't care I don't care you know because it they're not trying to establish anything I went off on this with you guys this morning mm-hmm. this Bailey Ober thing's driving me crazy what what are we protecting him from he's six foot nine <laughs> he's six foot nine he's a moose. He's, but this is what they do with everybody now, most, Pat. But but because he didn't pitch last year, yeah. we can only pitch him ninety five. Then innings instead of one hundred and fifteen. What are twenty innings? What do they mean? What do twenty innings mean in his long term success? I don't know. I mean, if he says he's healthy and wants to keep pitching, let him keep pitching. You know, there's no indication. There's if he comes to you and says, "Ooh, I felt a little twinge in my shoulder," right. then stop pitching him. Right. If I felt a little tweak, but there's nothing wrong with him. Yeah, I know. But I mean, why does why does Rocco race out of the dugout? I mean, Arise is the perfect example. He's Carlos Gomez, right? Exactly. So he's just going to like if he fouls the ball off his foot, he's going to act like he's been shot, and then he's going to get up and be fine. Yes. Um, Every time he does it, Rocco is out of the dugout with not only with the trainer but with Elvis, the interpreter. Yeah. You know, it's a three-man gaggle rushing at him. It looks like they're going to an emergency after a tornado hit a house or something. This is Patrick Ricey for the Canopy Group, and this is a time of year we love in Minnesota. The leaves are changing colors, the kids are back in school, and the apples are ready to be picked. So what do apples and insurance have in common? When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apple-to-apples comparison. We can't do that at Canopy. Here's why. The Canopy Group, we believe our clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why we only offer our clients combined single-limit coverage. 
many captive carriers, meaning they only have one option, offered split limit coverage. That means they can change what they pay you for a claim depending on how it fits. The type of coverage leaves you open to gaps and on the hook at claim time. This doesn't sound good to us and it isn't good for you. At the Canopy Group, we're often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined limit, single limit coverage and save clients money. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure you're getting the best insurance, call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Guardy, Gogo had to sprawl around out there for quite a while. Oh, he would come out. Because yeah. oh, he got make, tired of it. Yeah, Guardy might make the call if, if he was... If the trainer gave him a, you know, if he, he, first of all, it would take three minutes for the trainer to come out, right? And Gardy, Gardy, take five minutes. He really had to put on an act for Gardy to come out, Mm -hmm. you know, because he wasn't going to, he wasn't going to, you know, go along with the whole idea that every time you're out at seconds, you're hurt, you know. Right. But, I mean, these guys do that, you know. Mm-hmm. Arise does this all the time now. Yes, he is. And Rocco has never failed to. <laughs> no. Rocco might race from the bedside of his, you know, <laughs> child, yeah. of his child if he sees That's Arise right. go down to make I sure don't think to yank see, him. I don't think we'll see Bill Evers hustling out today at the, at oh, the I first notice. I, it'd be very interesting to hear what Bill thinks about the progression of baseball. <laughs> I'd love to hear the off the record. Yeah, I, I don't think he has, you know, he's analytics are fine and all that. Yeah, stuff. no, I'm done. He's I'm not talking about that. that. I'm talking no, about the it's, people. It's uh it's the uh the overreact the the protection that we give players. Yes. You know, the the whole idea that they have to be pampered. Yes. You know. I mean these this idea that man alive. They they got they had to fly back to New, you know, they're going to have to fly back to New York and play. Now, I thought it was silly to make them fly back to Detroit. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's some burden. <laughs> you get on a you get on a chartered plane, you fly <laughs> to New York, you play a ball game, and you fly back on a chartered plane. Go back to the day <laughs> when you played and then got up at 7 o'clock in the morning or 6.30 and caught the flight to the next town, mm-hmm. you know? Which was commercial flight. Uh, the five years I covered the team, there was uh, they were still about seventy five percent, eighty percent charter. I mean, uh, commercial. commercial. Yeah, yeah, that's a little different. And then, you different. Know, and then they, and somewhere in there, they got the uh, from the major league. They got from the owners that they had to have a middle seat open. Oh, okay. Except you'd get out there to the. The, the plane and the bus would show up and people would, they'd have sold all the tickets and people were sitting in those middle seats, you know, and they weren't going to make them get off the plane. They weren't going to make all these. used to have bloodbath arguments with screaming at the traveling secretaries and stuff <laughs> like that because they didn't have their middle seats. Yeah, know? I don't think flying to New York is exactly a, a uh, hardship. So. No. No. Now, the Twins are so bad there that it might be a hardship for them, but yeah, you're right. How about this fact? Mm-hmm. The Orioles this weekend defeated the Yankees for the seventh time this season. Yeah, and the Yankees got ripped in the tabloids. It was great to read. Tampa Bay, 18-1 and against uh, 
the Orioles. And the Yankees have lost seven. To, would the Yankees want to figure out why they're chasing, chasing Tampa? Yep. They lost to this team seven times, and Tampa lost to them once. How do you lose to that collection seven times is my question. <laughs> it's, it's They're awful. And this was in Yankee Stadium, right? Yeah, they, yes. They lost oh, they two. got ripped. Did they lose two out of three or just I one? Think, no, I think, I think they lost just two. One. two. I thought they lost two out of three. Maybe. They lost, they lost seven. I know they lost seven to them. Well, remember when Boston opened the season by losing, getting swept in Baltimore? <laughs> yeah, we all thought they were dead. Yeah, they were terrible. Well, and, then, and now they might. That be. was a bad loss yesterday. They were they were ahead by six rounds. How about the balk? The on purpose balk? Did, did you see that? No. Uh, Tampa Bay was up by two, top of the tenth. So they put the or bottom of the tenth. They put the runner on second base. Tampa didn't want the guy at second stealing signs, and the run didn't matter. So the pitcher intentionally balked him to third. Well, they were afraid he'd steal signs. Yep, and they didn't want him. That's now that's taking your genius to a next level, right? I sort of like it. I thought it was fun. Yeah, the run. But I mean, the Red Sox have you know. I mean, you don't know. Can you reject a balk? Can you? I don't say, think you can decline. Can you say I'm not going? Decline. I'm staying here. Balk number seventy three. Decline. <laughs> I don't think you can, but it's actually it, it might be debated now. How about how my friend Andrew Albers get called for two balks? But then they took one away. I guess he yeah. argued one, and they took it, yeah. and they rescinded it. But I don't. They said he wasn't. I I think See, I, I didn't realize that you have you're supposed to, to declare what you have to tell the pitcher or the, wind up the umpires whether when there's no runners on, but no it can only be called with a runner on. on base. I think what well, it is you're always gonna pitch out of the stretch with a runner on base. I, I guess you have to declare it. it. Um, so well, of course you're gonna pitch out of the. So the Yankees, the Yankees. Lost two of three. They lost Saturday, Sunday. Ooh. To Baltimore. Four, three, eight, seven. Tabloids had fun with that. Oh, yeah, it's great. I love those headlines. You know, the who, might, still my you might, you know who might sneak in for the second wild card while nobody's looking is uh, is Seattle. Yeah. They're only, you know, they're like I was looking at that. two games behind the Yankees or something like and that. And if I'm not mistaken, the A's have really trailed off. Oh, they've gone, the Red they've Sox gone had some problems. Yeah. Yeah. They might. The Braves were so two weeks ago. The Braves were Runner. great. Now and, the Phillies, yeah, the Phillies talk about weird. They were they won like twelve out of thirteen, then they lost like ten out of twelve, and now they're hot again. Mm-hmm. So. And the Mets, I think, started to play mm-hmm. be- better because they were god awful too. Yeah, but then they. That's the problem with the Twins being bad, though. It's not nearly as much fun. No, you don't. You don't pay any attention. You don't. You don't pay any attention. What else? What else we got going on here? So. uh I heard you guys talking Kaprizov. Uh, you think it's going to end up at five years, huh? Yeah, I think they've offered five years, and five I think they told for, him just take it. Or I think the Wilds said, hey, five years, $9 million per, which is, is fair. Is that enough? I think it's, I think what the agent, I think the agent must have told him, I'll get you a shorter deal. I think Garen said, screw that. He's got no leverage. Well, what if you make it 10 a year? I might get it done, yeah. Yeah. But I think that, I think it's going to be, so so let's say that they go nine and a half per year for five years. So is that? But what's he going to do? Are, not, are really good players making more than that? At, at some are, but, but I mean, the problem not is... His, one right. of his problems is he's a little older. And and one of his problems is he stayed in Russia so long, yeah. so he doesn't have... He, he'd be, he would be in free agency right now yeah. if he had come here, but he waited five years because he's drafted oh. in 2015. Yeah. So now he wants to be paid like he came here three years ago. He's and, what twenty five? 
Uh, 24 right now. I think he turns 25. Yeah, so yeah. he doesn't want to be 30 because it's legal. But but there'll be more money. Well, I don't blame him, though, that, you know. His problem is he has zero leverage. He can't sign anywhere. Do they have any uh, escalators? I mean, can you can you in the NHL give, give us, yes. more money if he gets 25 goals? Yes, he gets I think you can get bonuses. Or yes, like I think that. you can do that. That's what they're going to have to do, right, dude? I, but... You know, void the last two years if uh, he's. Yeah, I don't think he'll, I don't think Garen's going to do that. I think Garen's going to tell him, "Look, it's a five year. It's five years, and in five years, the if trouble you don't is be here, you though can walk. they can't put any pressure on. If he doesn't show up, mm-hmm. if he doesn't show up, there's nothing they can do about. It. No, but I mean, you're just going to sit then and. No, but what I'm saying is, if he shows up two days before the season starts, yeah, that's he. He can skip training camp yes. if he wants to. There's sure. no fines to be levied or anything. Because he's a because he's free agent, right? Well, he's restricted he, free agent. Yeah, he's rest, he's he's beyond restricted. But yes, I, there's no contract right now currently. Yeah, so you can't you can't you can't. But I think they're willing that. to take the risk that he won't show up because they they think they're going to call his bluff. Because if he doesn't show up, he's just going to sit there and do yeah. nothing. Yeah, well, I think he'll show up for the season, but he probably won't show up until the last minute. But we're right around the corner from starting too. They start training camp in a couple of weeks. That's I guess right. rookies, Doogie was saying rookies report next week, and then uh, I think it might be the 21st or something. They're actually, the entire team's on too the Too early. Especially All sports when are too se- early. But the season ended too late. Well, yeah, because right? of the COVID stuff. But but all of those seasons are too long. Football had the perfect season, 16 games. They screw that up, and they'll yeah, go to 18. Yeah, yeah. But baseball, baseball, hockey, and basketball are all too long. I was and trying hockey, to, basketball. I was Going through baseball's myriad of problems in my mind the other day. And you know what else sucks? The imbalance schedule where you got to play 19 a year games. Yes. You got to pay 19 a year games. And one, you're trying to draw people, and here comes boring Detroit again, boring Kansas City again, boring Cleveland again. The yep. White Sox are okay. But they, the the other clubs have got to raise hell, and I was thinking you should at least play everybody in your league nine times, which means every other year the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Angels uh, show up twice at your ballpark, and you're running. so that balances out. So that increases. Mm-hmm. That would increase uh, three times ten is thirty. That would be take thirty games out of that. That then, if you play everybody in your own league thirteen times, that's fifty-two instead of ninety. But you, but and, and I mean, you gotta, and then and then the other eight games. Yep. Don't play them. You know, take so play everybody in your division twelve. Play everybody. I agree. And play, or, or 13. Okay, 52. Play everybody. Play all these other teams nine times. That's that's uh, 90. And then play your other, you know, you can you can get rid of eight games, you know. But you told me the problem, and you're right. The red the, the networks want the Red Sox well, and Yankees to play 19 times a year. But I'm, I'm yeah, with you. The Yankee, but people, the Yankees and the Red Sox aren't even an event anymore because they play so damn I, I'm with you, totally. And they, I'd love to see them. Yes. The, the Yankees, yeah, you should have the Yankees and Red Sox here twice a year, at least on occasion. Yes. I mean, I think the Red Sox were here in 
April or May, and then they don't come back. Yeah, but yeah, you I get mean, the. It's it's just, and I think even even less appealing. I mean, despite getting the Yankees and the Red Sox or wherever you're going to get Tampa, it's just playing the same damn team all the time. Mm-hmm. That that's what bores you. Mm-hmm. They're playing the bleeping Royals again, and you know what they're playing in San Kansas City? They're playing the bleeping Twins again. Why would I go to the game to see the Twins again? Yep. You know why would I go to a game to see the Royals or the Tigers or the Indians in their current state, the Guardians? Next year I'll have to go see the Guardians to see the new Unis. But beyond that, still thought they I mean, I mean should have been the Spiders. <laughs> oh yes, I won the Spiders badly. Should have been the Spiders. You would have had a great logo. It was a great man. and a throwback. The whole throwback oh, God, thing it to their great. It would have been great. Early nineteen hundreds. I think they didn't want to come back. To, they were going to be afraid of the jokes because I think the Spiders won thirty games one year or something like that. But that's another that's another way we get baseball is the Twins are in, in my opinion, when you combine baseball losing younger generation, mm-hmm. when you combine the four-hour games, when you combine post-COVID, I got something else to do. I think they're in the worst shape they've ever been as far as the with the fan base. Now, there's more people than ever, right? Mm-hmm. But I think I think they have more work to do with their customers than they've ever had. Well, and don't forget, too, there's a large part of their customer base that can't watch games if they want to. That's it. That's that's, a that's big, another that's huge the big deal. one I forgot. That's the big one I forgot. You know. I, I would hate to be Mr. St. Peter and trying to sit in there with the, the Polad crew and all everybody and these marketing people and try to think of how you're going to get out of this mess. Yeah. Because, I mean, people are, let, listen. They, we're going to get, we're going to open up the ballpark again. And wow, this post pandemic, we got full capacity, the reopening. Mm-hmm. And it's still 17 to 21 every game. And Unless the know. Brewers or Cubs come in. Yes. Yeah. Those two series. But the Cubs. At least helped them. But yes. And the Cubs would have helped them if they. By the way, the Cubs have won seven in a row. Have you given up they look on great. them? They look great here. <laughs> I went to the second they won, game. They look fantastic. They won seven in a row. Maybe they're geniuses. But, I I mean, it's they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Yep. The public. Well, what's, what's the season ticket base going to be next season? Uh, yeah, I have no idea what it is now. But, uh, you know, they... If I worked for them boys right now, I'd be depressed. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You'd be th- thinking of a lot of bobblehead promotions for I next season. I always tell the story about Mark Wicker in 83, I believe it was, when the Twins were at their previous nader of, you know, it was it was embarrassing to know that, you know, to, to say anything about them, you know. we And Wick, we were out at Maynard sitting on the, on the deck, my wife and I, and Wicker was in town, and to annoy the wait wait staff, he kept asking them for an update on the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and they were get, they were like getting mad at him. <laughs> there was young women, you know, and yeah. then he the one young woman wait waiting on us. He, hey, uh, did you get that twin score yet? And then 
some other guy, you know, the hostess had set somebody off, and she was coming back and say, "Hey, uh, what, what, last time you checked, what was the twins?" <laughs> he thought it was the most funny. He thought it was the funniest thing in the history of man asking for the twin score and offending. People. Sure, they thought he was a complete. You know what? <laughs> What's this guy doing? Get him out of Who here! Who cares? All righty, we're good. Go Vikes. Uh, they're going to beat the Bengals. Uh, I think the Bengals might be the worst team in the league. So how, how many games do the Vikings win? What's your prediction? I've decided to go with 11-6, win the division. Woo! Half a game. That's a kiss of death. A game ahead of the Packers. Wow. That's what I got them at. I think, there's, I think, there's, I think the NFC isn't good, and uh, the, the division isn't good. I think the Packers are very vulnerable. Yeah. And well, one other thing, Wisconsin thing. I wait, how do you think Paul Christ is sitting with the fans? Uh, that Graham Mertz. Look, did you, Graham, did you watch that? Graham Mertz, Ooh. three turnovers in the last three minutes. And meanwhile, Jack Cohn is lighting up Florida State. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. In fact, I saw a couple of tweets calling for Paul Christ's job after one game. <laughs> that well, tells you. Paul had a big problem this year. They're vastly overrated. So Yes. yeah, He doesn't have a running back. Wisconsin without a star running back. How the hell do they not have a running back? They always have a running back. I don't know. Wisconsin. Barry used to get, go to Jersey and get them all out of Jersey. That's right. Yeah, no matter what it costs. Oh, Ron Dane was very well. Ron Dane probably made more at Wisconsin <laughs> than in the National Football As League. As he should. Now he could actually make it. Oh, absolutely. You know, the, how about I'm the Wisconsin running back, you know, uh, Put you up there with all the others, man. Billboards. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, mm. you know I've for that reason, Nebraska, Wisconsin being overrated. Purdue not good. Looks like the Gophers in Iowa for the West yeah, to me. Kirk Ferentz will take great joy in trying to kick PJ's ass again. He, he gets him down. Does he get him down? Are they here though? No, right? no, they're there. Down there. Okay. November like thirteenth or twelfth. Somebody told me that uh, secondhand, I think I said this earlier today, Ryan Day, not a big fan of our guy either. Oh, yeah, you told me that. And yep. might be less of a fan after he hears the uh, – coaching he's going to make him coach. going to make him coach. P.J. Flex going to make Ohio State coaches coach. They're confused. Do you think they're going to remember that one next I time they get him they, in yeah. Columbus? Yeah, just maybe. Okay. All right. See ya. If you have questions about your retirement savings, do what I did and work with a person that knows what the heck is going on. Uh, Work with Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. My guy, Josh, will give you straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach by setting up your own no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments. Call Josh now, 952-925-5608. Hi, this is Daniel Rue the Real GM Radio Podcast. And while the NBA season is still pretty new, there are some interesting storylines going on. And for me, one of them is, let's call it a shift in expectations, because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season, maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, this purportedly strong 2023 draft class, and going, hey, we could be a part of that. And that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs. Both teams are over 500 with some nice wins. And this isn't fluke 
fluky. They're playing well so far. And so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if see we can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions. Hi, this is Daniel LaRue from the Real GM Radio Podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, matchups, news, in-depth analysis, and live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. Can check in on your favorite games and events, including the baseball playoffs, start of the hockey season, MMA, boxing, and golf, plus sports podcasts. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more at BetOnline, where the game starts.